most people would agree that 2022 was a pretty rough road. The good news is that there are five new savings and tax rules that could help boost your retirement savings. We've got details next on Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Welcome in to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Savapathy. Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host, Prashant Sabapathy. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors. He's an independent fiduciary. He is a published author with two books, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week it is retirement topics, but we also give you an opportunity to take some action on your own behalf, right? If you have not started planning or if you're in the middle of something and need a second opinion, we open up a few spots on the calendar with Prashant and his team for the upcoming week. And these spots are no cost, no obligation, no pressure. That means free, folks. Kind of see where you are in your retirement planning process. All right, Prashant, the year saw record-breaking inflation combined with volatile markets. And it has many of us looking at our 401k and wondering, what can we do? And it turns out the IRS and the passing of Secure Act 2.0, and we've been talking about it quite a bit, it's opened up at least five ways for us to perhaps recover some losses and, and may give you a chance to capitalize on the upswing in the market. So we want to kind of go over these. And the first one is income brackets and withholdings. That's exactly right. And Secure Act 2.0 was a pretty big deal. I mean, the original Secure Act was a big deal. Secure Act 2.0 is a big deal, too. But when it comes to income brackets and withholding, you may already be benefiting from one of the IRS's biggest changes. And especially if you noticed a bump in your net pay after January 1st, there's a good chance it's connected to the package of adjustments that were made to federal income tax brackets and standard deductions by the IRS. The tax tables adjusted by the IRS establish how much employers should withhold for federal taxes. And the increased brackets means that withholding should go down, which would result in workers getting a bump in their take-home pay. You know, like at my business, we have all this stuff automated and our accountant kind of just handles all the payroll stuff. And I'm looking at my paycheck <laughs> that I take from the business here. And uh, my last paycheck, I saw that the number was higher and that was pretty cool. And then I did some investigation and found that the withholdings actually went down. So this is a pretty common thing. We're probably all going to experience this type of thing here. But I think that it's really important to understand that the tax brackets all changed uh, in terms of uh, where the cutoffs are. And that's so important for tax planning heading into this year, especially when it comes to pre-retirees and retirees who are thinking about how taxes are going to affect them in retirement. Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Sabapathy. We are hitting, again, five new savings and tax rules that could help you boost your retirement savings with Secure Act 2.0, things to be aware of. So income brackets and withholdings, we've talked about it. What about tax deductions? They seem to be going up. Yeah, so standard deductions are going up, and though the effect may not be you know fully felt until you actually file your 2023 taxes, early next year, taxpayers are going to get some relief. Married couples who file jointly will actually see a standard deduction of $27,700, which is actually an $1,800 increase from the 2022 standard deduction. The de standard deduction for single taxpayers is also going up by an additional $900. That will go up to $13,000. 
850. So standard deductions are going up. And on the surface, that sounds like a really good thing. And, you know, it is a really good thing. But just remember, inflation is also up as well. So kind of all of these things are up across the board. If you're collecting Social Security, you probably saw that your Social Security got an increase of 8.7% here in 2023. So incomes are going up across the board due to cost of living adjustments. And now deductions are also going up as a result of that as well. Talking about at least five ways uh, that we can basically recover some losses possibly with this new, new Secure Act 2.0 and how it's going to impact us. And again, savings and tax rules and the changes that are out there. So income brackets and withholdings, tax deductions are going up, higher contribution limits for retirement plans, that is also in there. So I love this one, right? Because we're always talking about how important it is to actually be proactive about saving for retirement. So if you're currently saving into that 401k, 403b, 457 plans if you're with the state of Maryland, even the thrift savings plan with the federal government, those limits all have gone up, okay? They've gone up by an additional $2,000 for the year. And so if you're under the age of 50 years old, the amount that you can contribute is a maximum of $22,500. But if you're over the age of 50, there's something called a catch-up contribution. The catch-up contribution allows you to put in an additional $7,500 uh, into your retirement plan at work. So if you're over the age of 50, that total will be up to $30,000 for the year. And so that is a big part of the retirement saving process. Of course, if you're taking advantage of that and putting that money away, you're going to be able to build up a bigger and bigger nest egg for retirement. Because remember, when you get to retirement, it's all about recreating your paycheck. Okay. And so if your paycheck is not going to be coming from your employer, it's got to be coming from somewhere else. And the best way to do that is to pull it from your retirement savings. So you have to be able to save as much as you possibly can. Retire Smart Maryland Radio, we are hitting five new savings and tax rules you need to be aware of that can help boost your retirement savings. We've talked about three of them so far, income brackets and withholdings, tax deductions are going up, higher contribution limits for retirement plans. And what do they mean by it's a seller's market? This is the next one. Yeah. So, you know, what that means is even though it's been kind of a rocky year for the market in 2022, there's still people coming out ahead when selling off assets. So if you think about this, let's say you bought a stock all the way back in 2013 or 2015, and you've been holding that stock for all these years. If it's a really good quality stock, it's likely that that stock may have a huge capital gain in it, right? So if that stock has gone up over the years, and maybe it went down a little bit in 2022, and now you sold it, you could, you're still going to have an embedded capital gain in that stock. Okay. And so whenever you sell a stock and have a capital gain, a long-term capital gain tax is going to be applied. And that tax is either going to be 0%, 15%, or 20%. That's a function of your income. But the thing is, if you were to sell assets at a loss, you can use that loss to offset the gains that you have on other stocks. So 2022 was a great year to tax lost harvest. So what that means is you sold some stuff at a gain, and then you offset the tax responsibility on that gain by selling things at a loss. And so even though we went through a terrible year in 2022, it created a great opportunity for sellers 
to sell stocks at a loss and offset some of their gains. Now, what we're looking at is obviously we can't go back and change anything that happened in 2022, but what we can do is we can be really proactive about how we're structuring our tax liability heading into 2023. So what you have to be planning for, in my opinion, is if you're if we're going to potentially go through another year where there may be losses again in the market, you want to look at maybe divesting out of some of those longer term gain positions and offsetting that with capital losses to minimize your ultimate tax responsibility. Of course, everything that we do on this show is is just general information, right? When you make these decisions, you really want to be meeting with the right specialist. So that could be a CPA to evaluate the tax liability. Of course, you want to meet with a, a qualified investment advisor to help you through those decisions. But if you went through last year and your advisor did not talk to you about tax loss harvesting, that could have been a huge opportunity that was missed. And if that wasn't done, you got to start to ask the question, uh, why wasn't we, why wasn't that talked about and what should I do moving forward? Retire Smart Maryland Radio. It's always about retirement. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Prashant Sabapathy and his team at Elite Income Advisors. Talk about your situation. And right now, going over, uh, because of Secure Act 2.0, there are at least five ways that we could probably possibly uh, recover some losses and may give you a chance to capitalize again on the upswing of the market when it happens. We've talked about income brackets and withholdings, tax deductions that are going up, higher contribution limits for those retirement plans, and it is indeed still a seller's market. The last one we have time for, required minimum distributions. Guess what? They put those off a little bit. They can wait. Yeah, so they did this back in 2020 when the original SECURE Act passed. The RMD, Required Minimum Distribution Age, went from 70 and a half years old all the way up to 72. Now, thanks to SECURE Act 2.0, which passed in December of 2022 as a part of the $1.7 trillion, with a T, omnibus bill that passed at the end of uh, 2022, that RMD age has now increased again up to the age of 73, which is good because it gives you more time for those retirement accounts, things like IRAs, 401ks to grow. Now, a decade from now, okay, that mandatory required minimum distribution age is going to be moving up again to 75 years old. Okay, so another future benefit 2024 change eliminates RMDs for Roth accounts in employer sponsored retirement plans, such as a Roth. 401k. So a lot of moving parts here, a lot of different ways that you can use the laws to your advantage to take uh, action here to proactively plan for both your financial plan and your tax plan. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to open up our phone lines. The phone number is 800-653-8404. That's 800-653-8404. If you call in right now and schedule a consultation, with me and my team, we're going to take you through our process, which is totally complimentary. Okay, so when you call in, you do not commit to becoming a client. You do not pay us for that consultation. But when you come in, we're going to talk about the things that you're concerned about. Things like how should we be tax loss harvesting to maximize our tax situation? How should we be managing our investments so that we're not going to take on too much risk if we go through another bear market. When you get to retirement, how are you going to ultimately recreate 
that paycheck? These are all questions that you need to have answers on before you get to retirement. And ideally, you want to have that in place well before you get to retirement. So we're going to help you with that. It is complimentary to come visit with us. That phone number again is 800-653-8404. It's exclusive for radio listeners, and we only have a limited number of spots ready, so you have to call now. All right, coming up next on the program, Successful Retirement Plan has multiple income streams, and there are plenty of strategies to achieve cash flow that you need in retirement. One way is an annuity. That's right. We use the A word. We'll talk about it next. Welcome back into Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Sabapathy. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors. He's an independent fiduciary. You can find him online, EliteIncomeAdvisors.com. This is a wonderful resource website. There's an events tab there. Check that out. A lot of the workshops are going to be posted, and you can sign up for those. Prashant's a published author, two books, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and each and every week it is, you know, different retirement topics. It'll get you percolating on your own retirement, and if you've got any questions at all, if you have not started planning or you need a second opinion, again, we're going to open up a few spots on the calendar for the upcoming week for Prashant and his team, and these are no cost, no obligation, no pressure. So annuities, Prashant, they can be a smart investment for the right person under the right circumstances, and they are neither a financial cure-all nor an investment that should be viewed as taboo. Now, the question is, is it right for me? Now, annuities, they draw criticism from some and praise from others, and both are sometimes deserved. So let's dig into just what annuities are and what they are not. And they aren't for everyone, but at the same time, it might be a good fit for you. So let's talk about it. First thing up, a lot of people want to know about fees and annuities. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad that we are doing this segment because we're not going to run from the annuity conversation because everyone's got an opinion on this type of thing. And so one criticism of annuities is that they come with high fees. Okay. And so that is uh, oftentimes a misconception. Okay. There certainly are annuities out there that have high fees, but there's also ones that don't. So let's go through the different types of annuities and just talk about how fees vary from different types of annuities. So let's start with the fixed annuity. A fixed annuity can have no fees at all, believe it or not. They work similar to something like a certificate of deposit, like a CD. You put your money in at a fixed interest rate for a specified period of time, and that return is guaranteed by the insurance company that's issuing the annuity. So great thing there is fixed annuities. A lot of times those have absolutely no fees at all. Okay, number two, annuities are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance carriers. Okay, and so that's really important because when you're working with annuities, you want to make sure, in my opinion anyway, that you're working with a big, strong company that is uh, very financially stable. And you can look up those stability ratings uh, through a number of different agencies like uh, Standard & Poor's, AM Best, Moody's, Fitch. All those different agencies rate these uh, insurance companies for their financial strength. Another type of annuity out there is the fixed indexed annuity, okay? And so these are the most common annuities that we see uh, that are used uh, for retirees and fixed index annuities. Some of them can have fees. Sometimes there's fixed index annuities out there that have no fees whatsoever. Okay. But the one that I think has the highest fees that we see 
are the variable annuities. Okay. Now, personally, I'm not a huge fan of variable annuities because they are really high in fees typically. But, uh, you know, those are the types that you just got to be aware of. When you look at the, the different types of annuities out there, I think what it comes down to is how does an annuity fit into your financial plan? For some people, uh, annuities are a great fit. For others, annuities are not a good fit whatsoever. Fees are definitely one part of that evaluation process. And typically, we see the highest fees within variable annuities. So getting into this annuity conversation, it, it is worth a discussion. And I, I agree with the way you described it, not running from the conversation, because a lot of people hear the word annuity, and they don't even want to get, they, they don't even get into it. But really, uh, it's like you go into that ice cream shop, and there's so many different flavors, and the, there might be a flavor in there that's going to be a good fit for what you're doing in your retirement plan. Yep. So at least have that conversation. And again, we're going over, you know, whether or not an annuity might be the right fit for you, uh, or possibly maybe stay away, but we're going over the things you really need to know. So we've talked about fees. What about taxes, Prashant? Yeah, this is a, this is another one. You know, some investors have the concern about annuities is that annuities create tax issues, okay? And so here's the thing. Monthly income streams that you're getting from an annuity can be taxable, okay? But typically, people are buying annuities with their retirement savings, meaning that old money that you had at a 401k that now you're looking to recreate an income, you may take that money and put it into an annuity to recreate a paycheck in retirement. Now, here's the thing. If you do that within an IRA account, meaning within a pre-tax retirement savings account, you're going to pay tax on that anyway. It doesn't matter if you put that money into stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, annuities. When you take withdrawals from your IRA, they're going to be fully taxable. And so there is no difference between the tax rate on an annuity in an IRA or on any other investment. And that's simply because the IRA is going to be fully taxable to you at your ordinary income rate. So that means you're going to pay federal. You're also going to pay state on top of that. No difference there. Where you get into the differential is when you purchase an annuity with non-retirement money. That doesn't necessarily create tax issues. It just changes some of the tax treatment involved. And so it really depends on what money you're using for an annuity. I'll give you a really uh, interesting example. Okay. Is I just had somebody uh, come in. They're a radio listener. They came in and we were talking about their financial plan. And one thing that they expressed to me that I thought was a huge concern, not only for them, but for a lot of the people that I meet with, is that they came in and said, when I retire, all my friends who work for the federal government and some that work for the state, they all have a pension. But I don't have a pension because I worked for a private uh, company for all these years. And so all he had was a 401k plan. And his concern was the same as so many others. When he retires, he doesn't have a guaranteed paycheck other than his social security coming in. And so his primary point of concern is how do I recreate a paycheck? Because we talk about that on the radio all the time. And so what we ended up doing, he had about a million dollars in his 401k. We ended up taking about half of that $1 million, 500000 and we put that into an annuity, which is going to now guarantee him a monthly paycheck every single month for the rest of his life. And guess what? He gets to do that without having to worry about the ups and the downs of the market. And so what he did was he took half a million dollars and he used it to create his own self-funded pension 
by using an annuity. And that was a great thing for that guy to do because now it's going to give him a reliable stream of income in retirement. So there are a lot of you out there that maybe you don't have that pension waiting on you and you're wondering what to do. Well, you can create your own and there might be an annuity situation that would be a good fit. We're just talking annuities and whether or not uh, it might be right for you or, or maybe you pass on it and you move on to something else. But going over these annuities and uh, things that they are and things that they aren't. So the fees we've talked about, taxes we've talked about. Here's one, the lack of liquidity. Yeah, and this one uh, is a big, big concern with, with folks on, on annuities. Okay, so let's take a comparison here. If you own a stock and you want to sell that stock, you can easily just sell it and have your cash within a couple of days, right? The speed with which you can turn an investment into cash is essentially called liquidity. And one of the criticisms of annuities is that they're not very liquid, okay? And that's because they're designed specifically to be longer-term vehicles that are designed for retirement income. So once you get into an annuity, uh, the critics will say you're stuck, like your money's locked up. And to some degree, that's actually correct, okay? It is possible to withdraw a certain amount of your uh, money from your annuity each and every year with no penalty, but if you take more than that penalty-free amount, there could be different fees involved with that. And so how we always help our clients navigate this perceived lack of liquidity is to go back to the old adage, right, of you don't want to have all your eggs in any one basket. And so I go back to the, the guy who I was just talking about, about a million dollars. We didn't put a million dollars of his money into an annuity. The wiser thing to do is to take half a million dollars set that up into an annuity so it gives him his monthly paycheck, and then take the other half of it and invest it. And we're helping him invest it in the market so that it can grow over time and it is fully liquid to it, which means that on that other 500000 that he didn't put into the annuity, he can take out as much as he wants anytime he wants. The only thing that he doesn't have is he doesn't have a guarantee that that money will last forever. And so that is kind of the balancing act that you have. And if you have a good financial planner, they'll help you strike that balance between annuity and market-based money. And that's really what's going to create a really liquid and a really uh, balanced retirement plan. Talking annuities on the program today, Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Sabapathy. And we've got two more we're going to hit real quickly. And this, again, just kind of doing a deep dive on annuities. Lengthy and complex contracts, but follow that up with commissions that the advisors receive. Yeah, so the lengthy and complex contracts, I mean, yes, annuities are contracts. And it is important that you review and make sure you understand any contract before you enter into it. And so that's definitely part of it. But a lot of times those can be uh, understood in a very simple type of way, even though it's a, a long contract. If you have a good advisor, they're going to walk you through how that works. Advisor commissions is another part of this. Those people, a lot of people who find fault with annuities uh, also claim that annuities are only good for the advisor who sells them because that person receives a commission. So it is true that your advisor gets compensated with a finder's fee out there. Okay. And that is essentially a commission. But I think it's important to understand that Typically, when you buy an annuity, the commission doesn't come out of your account. And that's really important because back in the days when you were to buy like a mutual fund that had a sales load, you put in a certain amount of money into that mutual fund, but some of that money came out of your pocket 
and went into your advisor's pocket. And so there is a commission associated with an annuity. It doesn't come out of your account, but it is important that your investment advisor and your fiduciary is disclosing that conflict to you. So if you have questions on annuities, just dial that phone number, folks. It's 800-653-8404. Alternatively, you can visit retiremaryland.com. I, uh, my book, Fiscal Health and Retirement Wealth, also has plenty of information about annuities as well for you. But when you call that phone number, you can set up that complimentary consultation with me and my team. We'll take you through our financial planning process. We'll help you determine whether or not an annuity is right for you, but you don't want to make that decision without the help of a qualified financial professional. So give us a call, come in and visit. It's totally complimentary, but it is exclusive and limited to our radio listeners. So you have to give us a call now. 800-653-8404 is that number again, 800 8404 When we come back, we'll talk about the loss of a spouse and what it will mean to you. Welcome back into Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Sabapathy. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors. They have a wonderful resource website. Check out EliteIncomeAdvisors.com. There's an events tab there at the site. Click on it. The upcoming workshops are listed. You can sign up there. Prashant's an independent fiduciary. He's also a published author. Two books, Physical Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit the topics each and every week, but we give you an opportunity for action. You can get on the calendar with Prashant Sabapathy and his team. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. Just to kind of see where you are in your retirement planning process. If you have any questions about retirement, that's the time to ask. You may want a second opinion on what you're currently doing, or maybe you're just getting started. So this is a tough, tough one, uh, and it happens. It, it's going to happen if you're retiring as a couple. You know, most experts agree that making major Major financial decisions after the loss of a spouse, it's not a good idea. Let your emotions settle down a bit, and then you need to sit down with your advisor, and you can avoid some costly mistakes. So what we wanted to do today, Prashan, is to kind of go over some of those mistakes uh, that are being made so people can avoid them. Uh, the first one, you know, again, take care to avoid these, ignoring tax implications. This one is so important because a lot of people don't realize that your tax filing ch status is going to change after a spouse passes away, which could push you into a higher tax bracket or cause you to lose tax breaks. Here's another thing, though, is if you have one spouse pass away, you could potentially file jointly in the year that they passed and take advantage of having those higher brackets under married filing jointly in the year of the passing. So ignoring tax implications is not just about understanding that you could go into a higher tax bracket, but it's also equally as important to understand how you can take advantage of a pretty bad situation like your spouse passing away and use it to your advantage from a tax standpoint. Now that's uh you know, that's oftentimes a really difficult thing to to try to even wrap your mind around when you've just lost a loved one. So I don't want to make it seem like everyone should immediately, right. you know, try to take advantage of that situation. But if you're working with a good planner, a good tax advisor, you should be able to have a plan in place so that if and when something like that happens, you can quickly adapt to your retirement plan so that you don't have to go through all the stress involved, all the added stress involved 
with what happens after someone passes away. Yeah, I mean, and, and if it happens suddenly, obviously, I mean, there's going to be a lot of emotion involved, but you might want <clears throat> to have these conversations when you're still a couple, uh, you're enjoying your retirement and you're meeting with your advisor and you start talking about the what if scenarios. And this could be one of those uh, discussions that you could have. So just be aware of tax implications. The next one, failing to plan for possible lower social security and lower annuity income. This is by far, in my opinion, one of the biggest things that people do not think about when they plan for retirement. Okay. So we have to understand when one spouse passes away, we typically will lose the lower of the two social securities. Okay. So whichever one is the higher one will go to the surviving spouse. The, the, the lower one will go away forever. The second part of this is what if you have a pension? Like, so we have so many clients that work for the federal government and they have these great pensions. However, when they pass away, that pension may get cut in half. So I'll give you a great example. And I do this all the time in my workshops. And by the way, if you ever want to come to one of our workshops, you just visit our website. It's EliteIncomeAdvisors.com. We have an events tab there. And I do regular workshops on financial planning, IRA, income planning, tax planning, etc. You can attend one of those. Those are totally complimentary to anyone who wants to come, by the way. But with that being said, in, in one of my workshops, I do this example where I, I had a client years ago, this was years ago, he had a he had a pension from the federal government. It was roughly $60,000 a year, which was a great pension for him. He was also collecting Social Security for an extra $30,000 a year. And his wife was collecting Social Security for $20,000 a year. So altogether, we had 60 from the pension, 30 from his Social Security, 20 from her Social Security. Add it all up, they had $110,000 income before touching any of their retirement savings. So that was a pretty good, healthy base for their retirement income. But what happened is that he passed away before she did. And when he passed away, his pension got cut in half. It went from 60000 a year to 30000 a year. And then what happened is she lost the lower of the two social securities, which was her social security. So she was getting 20000 a year in Social Security, and that immediately went away, and she took the higher of the two, which was his. And so now her income overnight, just because her husband passed away, went from $110,000 a year all the way down to $60,000 a year, a loss of $50,000 of retirement income. Is that a lot of income to lose when you're retired? Yes, Morgan? I mean, it's huge. $50,000 is a lot of income to lose when you retire. And I remember sitting in the office with her and she goes, wow, my income went down by $50,000 a year. What do I do? Well, because they had come in and because they had become a client and gone through our financial planning process, we were actually able to use some of the money that they had. And we had it positioned in a way where now it's going to replace some of that lost income. And so if you can put together a plan for understanding how much income you're going to have coming in while you both are living, but equally as important, understanding what happens to that income when one spouse passes away and how you're going to deal with that loss is so critically important to making sure that one of you will not run out of money if the other passes away. So very important thing. I always like to share that example because so many people are in that position and we don't want to see you 
lose all that income and not have a plan for how you're going to deal with it. I mean, thinking ahead. I mean, this is um, these are mistakes that you want to avoid. It's, it's a very emotional time. You're retired as a couple and one of you passes away. What do you do? I mean, these are mistakes that you need to avoid. We have talked about ignoring tax implications. Also, failing to realize that there's going to be possible lower Social Security or lower annuity income. Uh, and if you do panic uh, and you're worried about making up that loss of income, here's another mistake. Take unplanned withdrawals from tax-deferred accounts. Yeah, many people look to make up that lost income that we were just talking about by taking their withdrawals from their retirement accounts. But that could be a misstep, right? That could actually trigger both taxes and penalties. Remember, income taxes due on every 401k or IRA withdrawal, traditional 401k or IRA withdrawal that we take. And so, so, so surviving spouses should take really good care to minimize their taxes in retirement. And that just comes back to having a coordinated plan in place. You don't want to go at this uh, with, uh, you know, kind, kind of like flying by the seat of your pants, right? You want to have a a true written plan in place that you can rely on so that you don't make panicked and emotional decisions when you're going through this already really emotionally taxing point in your life. Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Prashant Sabapathy is your host. We are talking about the loss of a spouse. And these are mistakes that you need to avoid uh, if you are the surviving spouse, because mistakes can happen and it can really uh, put a hurting on the rest of your retirement because you, you know, you got to have that income. How is it going to impact you? So don't make these mistakes. That opportunity to get on the calendar with Prashant Sabapathy and his team and talk about your situation when it comes to retirement is right around the corner. So we've talked about a number of these ignoring tax implications. That's a mistake. You know, failing to plan for lower Social Security and annuity income, a mistake taking unplanned withdrawals, trying to cover up that, you know, recover from the, the loss of income from a tax deferred account. This can be very, very costly. The last one I want to get to is just waiting to seek advice from, from your advisor. I mean, you really need to get in there early. Yeah. And, you know, this one's tough because it's not always easy or, you know, realistic to focus on your finances shortly after losing a loved one. I mean, we're very sensitive to that. I mean, this might be your partner for 40 years, 50 years, sure. and that's a heck of a lot to um, to try to emotionally overcome very quickly. It's very difficult to do. And, um, you know, but working with those folks, those widows and widowers are, uh, you know, that's part of our part of our job. And it's oftentimes the most rewarding part of my job, because we can really sit down with someone and alleviate a heck of a lot of stress. And so uh, you don't want to wait too long to seek advice. The best course of action is to often avoid making any really big money moves uh, until you get advice that is custom tailored for you and understanding the tax implications, understanding the loss of income implications that we talked about. All those types of things are so important. You want to make sure that you get in, see your investment advisor, see your fiduciary, your financial planner, your tax advisor as soon as possible uh, to make sure that your plan is in as good of a standing as it can be uh, when something like that is to happen. And so, you know what, I kind of go back to, it just comes down to 
thinking about your financial plan, almost like a puzzle, right? It's like this big financial puzzle and we need all those different pieces of the puzzle to fit together. And so that's what we do when you give us a call. Again, when you give us a call, that phone number is 800-653-8404. That's 800-653-8404. When you call into us, you can set up that exclusive no-cost consultations that we make available exclusively to our radio listeners. When you come in to visit with us, you're not agreeing to become a client, but what you are doing is you're going to set up that time to talk about all of those different puzzle pieces that you need to consider. Things like social security. At what age should you start collecting that benefit? How is that benefit affected if one spouse passes away? What about the risk in your retirement portfolio? If somebody passes away, your risk tolerance is ultimately going to change. Have you talked about what that looks like in a worst case scenario? What about an income plan? Do you have an income plan in place to be sure that you aren't in danger of running out of money if you end up living for 30 or more years in retirement? Or what if you need long-term care and now your expenses go up and one spouse passes away? There's so many different moving parts. You just have to be prepared for it. The best way for you to do that is to give us a call. The phone number is 800-653-8404. You'll get the information you need to feel confident about the retirement that you deserve. Retire Smart Maryland Radio. When we come back, it's time for question and answer. We'll hear from Columbia, Annapolis, Clarksville, Westminster, and Waldorf. Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host, Prashant Sabapathy. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors. They have a wonderful resource website, EliteIncomeAdvisors.com. There's an events tab. You go to the events tab and all the workshops that are upcoming, uh, they're there for you. You can sign up for them. They're complimentary. It's all about education. So Prashant is an independent fiduciary. He's also a published author with two books, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And again, we hit these topics. We talk retirement each and every week, you're going to have questions about your own situation. And you need a customized retirement plan that is unique to you. There's an opportunity, again, to get on Prashant's calendar, talk about your situation, and start that process. Or if you're in the middle of something and you are in need of a second opinion, one of the spots on the calendar can be for you as well. All right, well, now it's time for question and answer, Prashant. We're going to go to Michael in Columbia for the first question of the show. Here it is. A co-worker recently used the phrase, and I use the air quotes, mega, backdoor, Roth, IRA. Needs a big movie voice, right? And I pretended <laughs> uh, to understand what he was talking about, but in reality, I was completely confused, didn't know. Uh, I've heard you talk about Roth conversions on the show before, but a mega backdoor Roth IRA, is that even a thing? <laughs> Sounds like an action movie, right? It like does, mega, saying. mega, mega. I'm thinking of like Transformers or something here, but actually, you know what? That's actually a really good question. Okay, so what we see is we see what's called the backdoor Roth IRA for especially high income earners. This is where you take money, you put it away into a traditional IRA account. Now, when you do that, you may not receive a tax deduction for making that contribution to the account. But then what you do is you immediately convert it to a Roth IRA. Remember, the benefit of a Roth IRA is that all of the growth that you get on a Roth IRA will be totally tax-free in the future so long as you meet the qualified requirements, like you've held the account for five years and that you're over 59 and a half. 
by the time you take the money out. And so that is a really good idea for a lot of folks. Now, what I will say is you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way, right? Like at the end of the day, what you want to be sure of is that you're not going to uh, violate anything in the tax code by doing that. So you want to do this in coordination with not just your financial advisor, but do it in coordination with your tax advisor as well to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Question and answer, always an interesting part of the program because you get a feel for what other people are uh, going through, what's impacting them uh, as they move to and through retirement. And some of these questions may be close to what you're going through. But remember, you know, you have a you need to have a custom plan that takes into account what's going on in your retirement situation, not just a blanket situation. Right. So it needs to be custom. All right. So Annapolis is our next location. Andy is there. Here's the question for you, Prashant. I'm 50 years old. I make 65000 a year, and my company doesn't offer a 401k plan, but I recently opened a Roth IRA with a contribution of 10% of my paycheck. Is this a good investment for me, and how much can I expect to make in the 10 years when I'm planning to retire? Yeah, hey, Andy, great, great question here. So you're putting in about 10%, so that's uh, $6,500 a year into the Roth. So great start there, especially if your company does not offer, offer you a 401k. Just remember, now that you're at 50 years old, you can actually make a catch-up contribution. So you can put in more than that 6,500 that you're doing, but 10% is certainly a good start. Um, is it a good investment for you? You know, it all depends because when you put that money into a Roth IRA, you still have to invest it somehow. Hopefully you're getting professional uh, guidance on how to invest that money prudently. Um, and so that is going to ultimately drive how much you can expect that account to grow to in 10 years time, right? It's hard for me to say exactly what that balance will look like 10 years from now. A lot of that largely depends on how uh, your investments in the account are going to perform. What we always tell people is you want to have that tricky, uh, you know, balance between risk and return. You don't want to take on more risk than you're comfortable taking, but you also want to have a, a good enough return where it's going to create the type of income you need it to create in retirement. So a lot of moving parts there. I'd say you're definitely off to a great start, but just make sure you're being really responsible with how that money's being invested. And that's part of, you know, the service that not only we, but a lot of folks provide. If you come in to visit with us, we'll review those investments with you and we'll make sure that it is consistent with the risk and return expectations that you have on that particular account. Question and answer portion of the program. You're listening to Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Sabapathy. Again, you can find him at Elite Income Advisors. It's going to be an opportunity to get on his calendar immediately following our Q&A. Next question up, Clarksville. Janet is asking this. My mother-in-law is 61, near retirement age, and she has savings but nothing invested in the way of an employer plan, an IRA, etc. The initial plan has been to live within her means and rely on Social Security. Could she invest in bonds or maybe an index fund, or is there a structured plan that you would recommend? So, yeah, this is a good question, and it kind of comes back to the theme of what we talk about almost every single week on this show, which is retirement is not about how much money you have. Retirement is about how much income you have coming in. It, you know, I think it's so important to create a plan for which you never run out of income. And so this is good. I mean, I understand that you want to live within the Social Security, but oftentimes what we found is Social Security on its own is not good enough to cover 
all of your general expenses, your normal month to month expenses, and be able to enjoy your retirement at the same time. And so what can she do with that money? There's several different options out there. Maybe something like a bond makes sense. Maybe index funds make sense. Maybe even one of those annuities that we talked about in segment two could make sense for your mother-in-law. But of course, everybody's situation is different here. So it's hard to say on the radio what the absolute best thing for her to do is, Janet. But what I would say is you want to evaluate all of those options. You want to figure out how much income your mother-in-law actually needs to live the most fulfilling, abundant lifestyle possible in retirement and then figure out how to get there by using a combination of different tools, investments, annuities, et cetera. All of that goes into creating a real, solid, written retirement plan. And if you haven't gone through that process, this is a great opportunity to be able to do that. The, the further you, way, you are away from retirement within five or 10 years, that's when you want to get started on this type of thing. If you're 60 or 65 years old, now is the best time to get started on it because if you wait too much longer, it could be too late. Tell you folks, having a plan, uh, going over what if scenarios, taking a look at what you have in your portfolio, creating uh, that puzzle and you get those pieces and you fit them together and that's your retirement. Going to give you an opportunity uh, to get a meeting with Prashant Sabapathy and his team at no cost, no obligation, no pressure. That's coming up. You can talk about your situation. Westminster, next location. Randy is there. Here's the question. What is a good rule of thumb, Prashant, to use when it comes to budgeting for long-term care insurance? Look, I think this kind of comes back to income and expenses, right? Like you have a certain amount of income coming in in retirement and while you're working and your expenses need to fit within that income. For a lot of people, they have the extra income to budget for long-term care insurance. Some people just don't. And so if you do have that disposable income, you got to figure out what percentage of the disposable income you're willing to use to protect yourself against long-term care. So I'll give you a great example. I was just meeting with a client. Um, they've been a client for some time and they, when they came to us, they're a little bit younger, like in their fifties. Now they're in their later fifties, early sixties. And now we're having serious conversations about long-term care. Well, they're retired now. And what we're finding is that because they have great pensions and social securities coming income coming in, um, you know, they have this, they have this income coming in and they're able to save for retirement, even in retirement, I should say, they're able to save. They have disposable income. Their disposable income right now is about $3,500 a month. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take about 1000 of that 3500 and we're going to put it into a plan that's going to protect them against long-term care. Now, she's not yet old enough to collect her Social Security. He just got to the Social Security age. Uh, of 62, where he's now starting to collect. And so what's going to happen is when she gets to Social Security age, there will be even more income that is disposable coming in. So this is how you have to think about it. Uh, there's no kind of rule of thumb for budgeting for long-term care, it just kind of comes down to how much income do you have coming in and what can you fit into that budget in terms of making payments to long-term care insurance? Last question of the program for this week. Robert is in Waldorf. Here it is. I'm 65. I'll be retiring in June of 2023, so it's right around the corner. I have about 150K in my Roth IRA, 450,000 in my 401K. Does it matter which one I start taking money from first, or should I just take some from each? Oh my goodness, it absolutely matters, Robert. Okay, so this is a great question, but 
it absolutely matters. And the reason is because of tax rates, right? That Roth IRA is going to be totally tax free to you, whereas the 450 that you have in the 401k is fully taxable. And so that's incredibly important because if we think tax rates are going to go up in the future, that Roth IRA in theory is going to get more and more valuable because you want to withdraw it when tax rates are at their highest point. And so taxes today are relatively low. And so it absolutely matters which one you start taking from first. You want to meet with your tax advisor and your financial advisor to create a real income plan. The income plan should be able to show you where your income is going to come from and which accounts it makes sense to take income from to make sure that you're optimizing your taxes. So that's all the time we have for questions on today's show. If you want to submit a question, just send me an email. It's service at eia-ria.com. Send us your questions. We'll use them in a future show. Last opportunity for today's program to give us a phone call and schedule that exclusive opportunity for a consultation with me and my team here at Elite Income Advisors. If you call us right now, we're going to custom design for you an easy to understand financial report that will indicate whether or not you're in need of a full-blown retire smart roadmap. When you call in, there's absolutely no obligation to become a client and there is no cost to anybody that wants to come in and sit down with us for that consultation. So you got to pick up the phone, call right now. That phone number is 800-653-8404. All right, there you go, folks. We have opportunities for you. Call the number now, 800-653-8404. That's 800-653-8404. Another edition of Retire Smart Maryland Radio in the books. We'll see you on the radio next week. guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. If you withdraw money from or surrender your contract within a certain period of time after investing, the insurance company may assess a surrender charge. Withdrawals may be subject to tax penalties and income taxes. Persons selling annuities and other insurance products receive compensation for these transactions. Products are subject to fees and additional expenses. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies discussed. Investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. Elite Income Advisors Incorporated is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Maryland and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by security regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. 